Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Back for another episode of uh, Can You Brew It with my uh, trusty buddy here. Distinguished. I like distinguished. Would you Just, use my distinguished, yeah. My distinguished friend, Justin Crosley, and my buddy, oh. <laughs> Tasty McDonald. My gruffy buddy. My, my gruffy but less, less distinguished. Uh, <laughs> less distinguished. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you forced me what? to insult me. Oh. Call Justin distinguished. Oh, yeah. just just to uh, just to insult you. I mean, really? It's a, it was a hard run. What you doing? Turn you had to make there, but you got it done. But I was I was or I was right there. All right, <sighs> like grease lightning. <laughs> You're greasy, but I don't know about the lightning. Oh. Well, thank you. I'm trying to get back. Well, also here in the studio we have. Uh, oh, we have some guests tonight. Mr. Jason Petros. Oh, these are the challenged guys. Uh, you, you may have heard him on other shows. You sound like, like my uh, fifth grade teacher that helped me back. Yeah. And, uh, and Nathan Smith. How's it going, guys? Two very capable brewers. We're really lucky to have these guys. That's right. And, uh, you Thank know. You. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're good, Jamil. How are you doing? I'm just fine. Thank you. Good. I don't know, this show already, you know... It's already off on a wonky foot, isn't it? It is. It's and like we, the... We kind of stumbled. Yeah. Well, we had to put our pants back on because we have guests. The, that was the difference. The first show uh, was I a strong step forward. This show is like the club-footed foot that's been drugged behind it. That's the last time they'll invite us to another one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much over with now. I think that's... You know, we were fine until these two guys showed up, and then all of a sudden, things kind of going in the in the dumper. Mm. Yeah? You know? Oh, yeah. It's not always a bad place. Yeah. <laughs> In the dumper, being yeah. in the dumper. In the can, in the or can. in the dumper. <laughs> so what's happening, Jamal? What are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about beer. I, you know, well, actually, this is a travel show, and we talk about uh, travel. And, and, <laughs> oh, <laughs> One of the things we're planning on doing is uh, traveling out to uh, the uh, Homebrews Conference in June in Minneapolis. A lot of oh. people are going to be there, I'm seeing this. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. It's going to sell out really quick, so anybody that wants to get on that better, right. better get on it. the registration is open. Yep. <laughs> you got to be watching the video. If, if you get, if you you get a chance, go, go, go to uh, uh, justin.tv slash brewing network. For me and Justin. <laughs> right, right. I need an escape hatch. <laughs> so get out from little, behind this desk. It's a little like yeah. OCD, claustrophobic kind the, of combo. The, the board catches on fire. Gets, you're you're going to die there. back there. He leaves every five minutes just to show that he can't. Unless Tasty leave, unless Tasty feels like leaving in the fire, I'm dead. <laughs> You're dead. dead. <laughs> he, if he's feeling a little suicidal, that's it for you too. Yeah. That's right. I'm surprised, We're all staying. I'm surprised you don't up. have an ejection seat or some sort of tunnel system. <laughs> you need something. Yeah. These windows are pretty cheap. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to that trip out. We, you know, uh, we recently got back from a trip to Milwaukee and uh, checking out the new Northern Brewer store. And you mentioned what great people there were in the Midwest. And I am from yeah, the Midwest, yeah, yeah. by the way, so I'm, I, yeah, I see you Big time. picked up on that. Great, so. great folks. And well, they can't all be perfect, I guess. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. That's right. And uh, and uh, no, so uh, I'm looking forward to going out again. And uh, yeah. I'm going to stop by that Northern Brewer store in uh, Minneapolis on my way out for the conference, and kind of hang yeah. out there a little bit. What are you driving? I think I am. Really? I know that's really attractive to you, isn't it? Oh man, <laughs> it is. Except for the long time it'll take. Right, being cooped you know, up together for yeah, for a each week. other. Yes, yeah. that, that could be bad. That See, I could have, be really bad. I have weird issues, but the, you know they need to be centered around a short. Even of more time. panic attacks that way. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, right, right. Where right. are we in Colorado? Oh God, uh, Colorado's so scary. I know. And, uh, now I'm thinking of taking the RV out, making a few stops along the route. You know, visiting a few uh, few places, a few beer places, maybe yeah. hanging out with some listeners. Doing a, doing a beer and uh, giving away the wort, maybe? That'd be cool. Uh, who knows? It could be fun. You still have to pay uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it'll be a blast. And, uh, you know, if you've never been to one of those conferences before, oh. you want to get out there. And uh, if, you, if you're going to uh, just one uh, a, a guy, a really nice guy out in Milwaukee, Dan Schlosser, he was telling me, uh, he said that... Uh, he heard us saying that you know if you have, if you can go, just go to one beer event, make it the conference. Uh, you know it, it is the greatest beer event you'll ever go to. Yeah. And uh, he went to one. He went to Cincinnati, and then he's, he's hooked. hooked. Yeah. And he went to Oakland. Now he's yeah, every, in Minneapolis. Right. It's like that's ah. why they're always sold out now. Right. Every year there's a whole bunch of people that, that go forward. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and you know you, maybe you can't go every year because of you know, I know commitments but you're hit, or you know, three out of four or whatever, two out right. of five or something. But pretty much everybody once they go to one, they're like, well, <laughs> I'm going to go to every single one. And so yeah, it's hey, growing is- and it sells out. So you want to sign up for it real quick. I think they're doing uh, registrations right now. You can go ahead and sign up. I know the hotel you can sign up for and all that. So you want to get in there early and uh, you know buy your uh, buy your tickets and uh, get your hotel and, and meet us out there. We'll all be out there, including a lot of uh, the great folks from uh, Northern Brewer, our sponsor. They keep this show going, right? Uh, big big uh, contributors to the Brewing Network, and uh, they have been for you know since the existence of this show and they continue to give us a lot of support so make sure you give them support too go to www.northernbrewer.com and uh, buy something you know uh, get your ingredients from northern brewer and uh, and then put in the notes there that uh, you really appreciate uh, them supporting the show all right so our challenge for today uh, justin is uh what I had a listener call do it. I just have a feeling I might have screwed it up. Let's try it. It was a, This was definitely a listener challenge, and let's see if I did not F this up. Hey, guys. My name is Brandon Schultz, calling from Campbell, California. Love your show. I'm looking for a new house stout, and I can't think of any I'd like better than Rogue's Shakespeare Stout. It has a great roasty flavor and creamy mouthfeel. It's big on flavor without being too over the top that you can't enjoy more than a pint at a time. And as far as I'm concerned, it is the benchmark by which all other American stouts should be measured. Any help you can give us would be great. So, can you brew it? Yay, me. I'd say, uh, <laughs> go buy right. a keg of it. All right, show's over. Great. <laughs> Solve yeah, this problem. It, it, it is a great beer. You know, uh, it, it re- fantastic. It really beer. is. I believe uh, Shakespeare Stout, is that not the uh, number one example in the BJCP it absolutely style is. guide? Oh, of the very American first one. Stout, right. Which means it's the best example of American Stout, uh, according to the <laughs> current style guide. 
Uh, and it is a fantastic beer. Like all the Rogue beers, uh, they are absolutely delicious. And uh, uh, the folks at Rogue really know how to brew them. Uh, I, you know, the, the rich chocolatey uh, uh, nature of this um, uh, makes it one of the beers uh, great for pairing for, for food uh, uh, food pairings and food and beer pairings. Uh, didn't uh, our own Sean Paxton use uh, Shakespeare Stout at the uh, at the banquet this year in in Oakland? Yes, yes, one he the, did. One of the pairings. Right. Yes. Well, and I don't know if I'm releasing uh, opening the kimono here like I shouldn't be, or spilling some information, private information. But uh, Sean Paxton is going to be doing the banquet in Minneapolis too. Yeah. So nice. It's going to be a food beer pairing there. They're they're flying them out to. Uh, well, we hit to a grand that. slam in, in Oakland. I'm, oh I'm yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Everybody that was there, including a lot of pros that have been to a lot of beer dinners, yeah. said this is like the best thing I've, I've ever had. And then the pros are picking them up for their conference. I right. Think, they're too. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we, we're like, going to lose uh, them. Gold. We won't be able to get them to do stuff for free anymore. You can thank the Oakland 2009 co- uh, co- committee. For for hooking smart that guys, up, really. yeah, we were smart dudes bringing <laughs> that guy right. in. There you go, and uh, so yeah, it it, it is a uh, an excellent beer, and uh, you know, uh, extreme. I'm just in a bad way tonight. You know, what's wrong with you? You, I you just can't even talk. You okay? I'm tired. Weren't you sick yesterday off work? Mil- Milwaukee. Oh, you don't work. That's right. <laughs> I'm retarded. I mean, retired and retired. Uh, you know, you look Milwaukee a little, just took it out of me. I'm, I'm still recovering. It's the Midwest. Uh, it's it's the Midwest flu. Yes, it's that. Just wait till the conference. It's that swine flu. You know, I'm enjoying too many swines over there or something. I don't know. Um, we went hogging. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say hogging. sleeping with pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Wild hogging. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, you want to take a break? You want to hug? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need a break. I think I'm going to cry. This isn't isn't the first rogue beer that we've uh, been challenged with. I might remind you of that. That's right. And uh, John Mayer, salty, this wonderful guy. What a great guy. Extremely helpful. Sings really good uh, songs. Yeah, and and he actually actually likes you, JP. Who can't? I don't know why. John's nice. He He really likes you. JP's like his favorite uh, person south of Newport. (laughs) I like John. (laughs) He and I have shared some times. Right, so it makes me worry about him. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, we called him up and said, "Hey, John, help us out with uh, some information on uh, brewing Shakespeare Stout." And sure enough, he did. So well, let's do this. Let's take a uh, short break, and when we come back, we'll hear from uh, John at Roke. Back after this. Hi, my roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby, I told her not to call me after eight. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? Set up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? If you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you know that. All right, I'm using the scroll of Moshir to boil the first decoction. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. This sucks. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and craft Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the Collector's Item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. 
European Army members. Are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm speaking with John Mayer, brewmaster at Rogue Ales out in uh, Newport, Oregon. John, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I really appreciate you uh, joining us and uh, talking about uh, the beers that you make. But I wanted to uh, kind of go back over your history a little bit. Uh, I know you started out uh, down in Southern California, and you're actually a, a Maltos Falcons member, right? Yeah, I think I joined in the early early eighties. Early eighties, uh-huh. I, and I then, was a member of the South Bay Brewers uh previous to that. Oh okay. down the beach. And you, you made some, some fame as uh as a home brewer and then you went off and uh uh you went to the Siebel Institute and uh you started working at Alaska and then you joined Rogue in what, nineteen eighty nine, I think? Yeah, I'm celebrating this month my 20th anniversary. Wow. 20 years anywhere yeah. is, is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I don't know anybody who doesn't associate, uh, you know, when they talk about Rogue, uh, you know, it's John Mayer. He, you know, you are Rogue uh, as far as all the beer drinkers out there are concerned. At least that's my perception. Oh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sure there's other people that work there, but uh, uh, you know, like it or not, you're the you're the face of Rogue, which uh, is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of uh, Jack Joyce and myself. Pretty much, uh-huh. uh, we, we developed um, Jack's the president. Yeah. Well, and you have such a, a wide variety of beers. You know, every time I go down to uh, the uh, 
Rogue House in uh, San Francisco. I'm there, you know, for work and, and get stop by there every so often, and uh, I'm just amazed at the variety, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, quite impressive, and there's there's quite a range. One of the ones that a lot of people have asked us for is Shakespeare Stout, and uh, it's one of my favorites as well. That's uh, an American Stout, right? And it's got that rich. Uh, Kind of creaminess to it, a, a real uh, uh, chocolate to the finish, uh, firm bitterness. Uh, it's actually it's listed as uh, one of the top uh, commercial examples in the uh, BJCP style guide as well. And uh, you know, from your your website, which is excellent because you know, it gives a lot of information about Rogue and a lot of information about uh, about uh, you know the various beers, their ingredients, starting gravity. So I have the starting gravity. On the Shakespeare Stout as uh, 15 Play-Doh. And finishing gravity, I figured it's about three and a half Play-Doh, uh, giving you a starting at 1061 and a finishing at 1014. And uh, that's about 6.3% alcohol by volume. Yeah. And uh, does that sound about right to you? Uh, it never attenuates that well. Uh, usually about a Play-Doh higher than that. Um, Okay. Okay. On the finishing, the, okay. all the chocolate and all in there. Right. Yeah. And then uh, IBUs you have as uh, sixty nine on the website, and an SRM of yeah. one hundred and thirty five, which yeah, is the, yeah. And those yeah, IBUs are those calculated or uh, measured? Yeah, measured. Uh, has been measured lately, but it, it, it's in the sixty range. Mm-hmm. Every time we have it measured, you know, our laboratory. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, do you uh, uh, do a ninety-minute boil or a sixty-minute boil? What, what's your boil times like? Well, we have a new brew house, so it's totally different. But uh, the old one was ninety-minute boil. The new one is uh, it's a German brew house, state-of-the-art uh, internal climbing mm-hmm. in the brew. Blue kettle, it's uh, <laughs> it'll be amazed. Thirty-five minute boil on the new one. Wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was, it was ninety for uh-huh. most of its life until we changed to the new system. Do you get? Uh, were you able to dial in your your beers to to be the same with the new system, or did that take you a while? Or uh, it took a while on a. Pretty sophisticated. It's got three different boils on it, uh, and there's two DMS expulsion cycles in between. It's 50 minutes in the kettle total. And it's the whole thing about the the, the selling point of the whole system was low evaporation and all that. You know. mm-hmm. And it, it took a while on some of the beers, not Shakespeare as much, but like the brutal bitter on the way we hopped it. To get the correct bitterness and the, the flavor and the aroma out of it. So mm-hmm. the Shakespeare didn't take too much time to get some of the other ones. And how about the the mash profile uh, for for this beer? Uh, we do a real simple uh, uh, single temperature uh, rest at uh, one one forty eight mm-hmm. for. Uh, 45 minutes, and then we 
uh, the new system, the old system, uh, then after 45, we would uh, boil off or, you know, recirculate mm-hmm. for 15 and run to the kettle. And the new system at 45, it uh, starts uh, rising temperature up to 170. Mm-hmm. And then it uh, transfers it over to the water ton. Okay. So it's, it's, and then that's yeah, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Great. And then uh, uh, on the website, it, it indicates uh, the two row as is, is the base malt, and then uh, uh, crystal 135 to 165, beast and chocolate malt, rolled oats, and roasted barley as comprising the grist. Can you give us some uh, help with the percentages on those? Or, yeah, uh, well, one, well, one thing that you can use that there. Uh, the 135, 165, we're, uh, we installed some silos. Uh, we have six silos at the brewery now, and uh, they we're 100 miles from Great Western. We now use the uh, their uh, Crystal 120 mm-hmm. instead of that their uh, 135, 165, but the rest is the same. The, let's see, the, uh, the Crystal and the chocolate percentages are the same. And the uh, we just see the, a little bit of that roasted barley and the rolled oats. The, the crystal, the chocolate, and the rolled oats are the, the same percentages, and then the, the roasted barley is uh, about one third of that. Mm-hmm. Less. I should be writing this stuff down. <laughs> well, I'm I'm taking notes. I could always send them to you if you want. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, do you have that as uh, as uh, pounds per per batch, or uh, or do you go by percentages? Or I, I go by percentages, and uh, that way people can figure out their own efficiencies on getting their gravity. Sure. And uh, and the hops are the most difficult, I think. Okay. So what what percentage uh, is the two row in this? I don't know what the percentage is in the top of my head. Oh, do you know the uh, pounds uh, out of the? Yeah, yeah. Here, let's. Uh, let me do this real quick. Because if you give me those numbers, I'll right. I'll calculate it out. It's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a hundred barrel batch here right now, so I'd say uh, thirty eight. Uh, well, thirty seven fifty. Uh-huh. Uh, 3,750 3, pounds two row and then there's uh, let's see 600 pounds of uh, these are plus or minus 600 pounds of C120 mm-hmm. and 600 pounds of chocolate mm-hmm. and 85 pounds of roast barley mm-hmm. and the roll oats are a little bit less but 550 Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and work those up to percentages for everybody. I sent those down to JP one time also. Oh, well, then they're totally lost. Oh, J- okay. JP got them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you, you never know what he did with them. Uh, yeah. All right. And then uh, on the hopping now... Uh, on the uh, website, it says Cascade. Is it? Is this a hundred percent Cascade uh, hopped beer? Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. 
And uh, yeah. what kind of, what kind of additions do you do? We do uh, just uh, start the boil and, the, and we throw them in the whirlpool. Mm-hmm. A boil and a whirlpool addition. Yeah. These are yeah. Okay. We were using some. Uh, we still do using, uh, but you don't have to. The the T forty five in the in the boil just to reduce the volume. Mm-hmm. And then we use the T ninety in the whirlpool because we've experienced that the the aroma seems to be quite a bit better with the T ninety. What's what's the uh the uh, amounts, uh, compare the two amounts for me. Uh, the boil is, uh, as far as the size yeah. goes between the two. We're uh, using, I'm thinking on top of my head here, uh, it was uh, two, two-thirds uh, in, in, the, in the kettle and like one-third in the whirlpool. Okay. Great. Is that, is that what you want? Or? Yeah. I, I can work it from there. Yeah. And then um, on the on the yeast, you, you've got your own uh, rogue Pac-Man yeast, right? Which uh, Y-Yeast uh, has put out as a uh, special edition strain. Yeah, it's number 1764. Right, 1764. And... Uh, I don't know when uh, if they have that currently available or not. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bug them to put it out again if if they don't. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see about that. Now, also, you were saying uh, in some of the stuff I've read. You know, when when uh, John Mayer writes, I read. So uh, uh, in some of the the stuff I've seen, you said uh, you ferment it uh, down around 60 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, sometimes yeah. higher, but uh, generally at 60. Sure, do. Pac-Man. The Pac-Man is good all the way down to 55 or so, but, uh, yeah, we, we fermented, uh, uh-huh. we, we made a scotch ale once we fermented really cold, but mm-hmm. we, we do 60 for, for Shakespeare. Okay. 60, lots of O2, uh, pitch heavy and, uh, use Y-East, uh, nutrient, right? Yeah. Yeah, we use Y-East nutrient. We also... Not that I worry about it as a home brewer. We use that uh, little flock G now. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I don't know. We get that out of Jewish flag. It's And how about the, the water there? Do you do you make any adjustments to your local water? No, we, we just uh, dechlorinate it. It's, it's about 38 parts per million hardness. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Used to in the old system, uh, um, it was easy to have some gypsum in the mash, and with the new one, it's got to interlock in. And uh, the only time we add gypsum now is sometimes in the boil on a couple of beers that we make. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, we don't add it anymore. Hmm. Okay, yeah. right. And is there any other tips you could give us in trying to uh, trying to brew this beer? Well, those roll oats, you know, they, <laughs> they can raise hell in the watering process, so mm-hmm. <laughs> just be patient. Okay. Yeah, we have a tough time with the new system of that, even though we got the, all this fancy, you know, the, the, the rakes go up and down and do all this stuff, but uh, 
sometimes we got to underload get it run off good it's, it's always slower than any other beer that we make or most of them mm-hmm. sure but it's got to be patient okay patience right. patience is a virtue and then uh, and uh, pitch cold with the uh, Pac-Man yeast around 60 Fahrenheit great lots, uh, lots of O2 and lots of oxygen okay excellent uh, well, thanks a bunch uh, for your help with this beer. Uh, it's one of my favorites, and uh, I know uh, you know if people get a chance to go to one of the uh, Rogue Ale houses and, and try it out. Or that's also uh, fairly widely distributed, isn't it? Where does Rogue oh, distribute yeah. to? Yeah. Oh, Shakespeare, uh, Rogue in general. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much is. <laughs> 22-ounce bottles and uh, two different types of kegs as far as we do a nit- uh, nitro version of Shakespeare. Uh-huh. And, uh, we put in a separate tank and I hammer it with a blend of 75 nitrogen, 25 CO2. Uh-huh. And uh, so you'll see that mainly. Well, you'll see some pumps a lot of it now and then. Mm-hmm. Great. But, yeah, it's all the way back east, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's it, your beers travel quite well. You can get a bottle of Rogue that's sat out warm on a shelf for a long time it's still good Doesn't, you, know, you seem to have a, a good uh, quality control on, on your beers and uh, uh, I try you know travel well put a put evils hopefully it still survives great okay well thank you very much for your help with Shakespeare Stout no sure welcome Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tail Wagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. 
I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw yeah. it together. Put yeah. some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to Can You Brew It? All right, we're back. We're talking about Rogue Shakespeare Stout. Mm. Good tastiness. I love it. Oh, mm, yeah, is that it, great it beer? Is, it is great. And mm. well, and uh, uh, my my buddy Peter Simons was down uh, a couple weeks ago. He's on his way out to uh, Chicago for this, the Sable Instri- Institute. Yeah, uh, I got to see him too. We all, yeah, we got to see him. And we went to uh, Magnolia, went to Toronado, we ended up at Rogue, had some dinner, and had a whole bunch more beers. And... Uh, uh, one of the things we had was like a blend of uh, the chocolate stout and the uh, hazelnut uh, brown or whatever it is, mm. and uh, boy, it was absolutely freaking delicious. It was it was it was a thing of beauty. Mm. I I was tweeting about it all night long. Mm. As a matter of fact, <coughs> you can that's why I don't follow with, you. It keeps me up at night. You can catch up with uh, any of us on uh, Twitter, mm. you know, and uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter or sign up on Facebook. And be our friends. We won't reject you. Don't worry. What is your Twitter, though? You don't, it's not your name. Mr. Malty. There you go. And uh, on Facebook, it's just me. And uh, you can find Tasty there and Justin and JP and uh, Nathan's on yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, find out what we're doing. Well, we're in uh, Milwaukee, where we're sending out uh, Facebook updates and uh, Twitter updates to... Uh, let you know where we're at, so you come and join us and have some fun. What's oh. yours, Nate? There's got to be a billion Nathan Smiths, right? Is yours Nathan Smith? Yeah, it's probably. Look, no, I'm kidding. You were in early. It's not. It's, not. Yeah, it's, it's probably Face Melter Do you have a Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. You feed just have yet. a Facebook. I have a Facebook. Yeah, no Twitter yet. Okay, yeah. so you have a Nathan Smith Facebook. Yeah, there's okay. probably like a million different Nathan Smiths on Twitter. I'll never get anything near close to that. Okay. I don't know. It's pretty unique. Name. Yeah, yeah, it is. You like only a couple. Yeah, just put your picture on there. I think it's how I found it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's him. Woo. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, during the break, uh, we tasted this and argued uh, long and hard about mm. this the entire break. And let's see, we do a blind tasting of the beers, and where our our criteria is that. Uh, the two beers are the same, or so close to the same that uh, you know maybe slight uh, you know uh, tweaks in your process would uh, result in you know a clone of the beer. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Tasty this time? Huh. Tasty, what do you, what do you what do you say on this beer? 
That, uh, Looks totally unprepared. <laughs> he's drinking. Well, they're both good beers. Um, the uh, road beer is obviously, you know, very well made, very balanced, very, very creamy. I like the texture of the beer. It's sort of have a, mm-hmm. I don't know if a creamy is the right word, but uh, soft. I would call it. Right. The um, the clone beer. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to hold it like a man's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The inside of a oh, uh, Chad's the clone beer is uh, has a little uh, carbonation bite, which I'm kind of like mm-hmm. getting in the way. A little I, too much carbonation. Yeah, that, and, yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, but once I like shake that out, I'm I'm getting uh, more more of a, mm-hmm. of a soft feel. Yeah, you there give is it a, a shake and it softens. Right shake out. it up and yeah, once it's here, okay. And then uh, uh, as far as uh, the flavor. Um, they're they're close in flavor, but uh, I'm I'm uh, gonna have to say they're not close enough uh, at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so you're gonna call it not cloned? I want to call it not cloned. No, oh. uh, don't know how you guys are gonna vote, but uh, mm-hmm. let's call. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, hmm. you son of a bitch. I know. Damn, I do it to myself JP. too, though. That's, so that's that's the whole. No, no, no. You don't. All right. Well, uh, There's no bias there whatsoever. Uh, I want it see. to be cloned. I really do. <laughs> right. Because then we'd be done. <laughs> yeah, the shows are much shorter when they're closed. Right, right. Okay, we're out here. Okay. So, Justin, how about you? What's your take on these? I think cloned. I know you guys were having a long discussion at the break, uh, yeah, tasting this, too, uh, that I just... <laughs> you I don't know if I've got palate fatigue or what, because I wasn't... I'm really not picking up on a lot of it. The only... I even tried to take a little bit of notes. The only thing that I noticed was... Um, the O beer, which I think is the is the uh, is the homebrew, was grainier uh, mm. in the both in the aroma. Definitely, that was the first thing I picked up was in the aroma. It was it was more grainy and not as uh, say say chocolatey as as the X beer, which I think is the uh, Shakespeare stout. But in the flavor, I gotta say now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying that it was perfectly identical, but that never happens. Let's face it. We just we get. To a point where we were, I wouldn't change the recipe, and mm-hmm. I think that though, if you handed me, you know, one or the other, I would have called it Shakespeare Stout, and this is that beer to me. If you handed me either one of these, I would have said Rogue Shakespeare Stout. So I say, my, th- I say cloned. I know you guys are talking about the creaminess difference. I don't get it. Um, I think they're both really rich. Their color and head color. I mean, obviously they're both black beers, but their head color looked identical to me. Cloned. All right. So uh, my take on it is um, even still I get a, a weird, you know, toasted seaweed, a nori thing <laughs> in, the, in the cologne that I don't get in the uh, in the commercial beer. And the cologne, aroma-wise, seems sharper, more um, slightly smoky compared to the commercial example, which is – a little more chocolatey, roasty, <laughs> and the the funny thing is, <laughs> it's right in that mic. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, it's my show. I'll do it yeah, damn well, please, on the air. Um, the The funny thing is, um, uh, you know, though that there is a difference between the two roast wise. And I think the, the, the commercial example is more on the chocolatey side, and the clone is got more roast intensity on it. It's still really pr- 
pretty darn close, especially in the flavor. I, I think the difference being I, 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 I get the same hops. I get a lot of the same thing. And when I shake out the CO2 and equalize the CO2 between the two, I get the same creaminess. And then, you know, it, it, it's just like the, the roast lingers a little longer in the clone than it does in the commercial example. And again, I think if you were to pour it out of a you know rogue Shakespeare stout bottle and give me some, I'd go, oh, yeah, I love this beer. It's a great beer. And I'd, I'd drink it. I wouldn't question that you gave me rogue Shakespeare stout. I wouldn't be like, oh, this isn't rogue Shakespeare stout. I mean, it's, that, it's close enough for that. So that's our one standard. But right, the other right, one right. is a recipe change. So you're I would, saying I would change the recipe just just very slightly. Yeah, I would okay. just dial back the roast barley a tiny bit. So I don't know. Uh, all right, JP, what do you think? <clears throat> Wait, did you say clone or not? Are you <laughs> suspending judgment till you hear everybody? Judgment, I think. I can do whatever I want. I know. I just like want to know what you're doing. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no. I, he has like a no to me. It sounds like a no. You could keep, you could hold I'm, out. I just didn't know if you were holding was, out. You know, I, 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 I'm leaning towards the cloned, but. Yeah. And it, it it's it's a weird thing because our standard is well you know if you're gonna change you know if you need to change the recipe right to you know clone the, make it the same then or, you know then how can that recipe be cloned right but I I think in in with some with this much roast character I was like well yeah it's a little too roasty but you know it's and I I think about how we picked at the Gordon. <laughs> right? Yeah. About a little, yeah. I mean, just a hair of, you know, roasty character too much. So I don't know. And this is far more roasty character difference than that, but it's in a roasty beer. So I'm kind of stuck. But I was leaning towards cloned. Okay. Well, uh, I would say not cloned. Yeah, I would say that, even though Nate and I like brewed it. Um, <clears throat> I would think that the, uh, I would say the, the Shakespeare Stout has more, it has more of an aromatic hop aroma, whereas the homebrew version has more of a roasted barley aroma. Mm-hmm. You know, it has more specialty malt aroma to it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, in the, uh, um, in the Shakespeare Stout version, uh, there's a clear separation in, in the, in the aroma, um, and even in the bitterness between, what is from malt and what is from hop um in the in the homebrew version that Nate brewed <laughs> ah. oh, I mean uh, we both brewed um thank you very much JP <laughs> on your brew system by yeah, the way that's true right. uh which was very pleasant for you um <laughs> it uh i think you get more of a roasted uh roasted barley bitterness than you do a, a hot bitterness mm-hmm. so i i would kind of tweak it out that way i would definitely lower the roasted barley a little bit um Maybe do a, 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 a larger aromatic charge. Um, I would do the opposite. I think that's really? actually a little too much aromatic hop, and it's coming across as a bigger hop flavor than you want for the beer, and that's kind of interfering hmm. with it too. Hmm. But I, I have to see, say, I think JP makes a really good point about the roasted barley. He makes part. A, when the roasted he barley is that, the best. The when best he point, mentions though. that, and then I can pick it up. When he talks about it, and, it, and well, and sure. but I when I talk clones. about it now, yeah. <laughs> but when, when JP, JP talks yeah, about it, then I go, yes. Sounds like I'm getting my own show soon. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'll tell but, you, I got an attitude tonight. I got an attitude you problem. Do. I think I do. <laughs> I got a true attitude problem. Maybe it's the incredible Hulk haircut you have. There you go. No, That's it. You're like you're into it. <laughs> um, also, I, w- I, w- I would think the uh, the uh, Shakespeare Stout is a little older. 
there's definitely like some raisiny kind of yeah. aged oh, malt well, quality. An oxidized See, crystal 120 and, quality. And, and, the, and, and, the, and, the, and the homebrew is to the two beer. weeks old. Right. So and maybe well, that's it And that's also. why I wouldn't change the hop, the hop charge at all. I, I keep the hops the same. The only Maybe thing I so. would adjust is roast, and I, the you know the one twenty you're picking, it kind of adds a little sweetness to it, which maybe Correct. kind of ameliorates the uh, the roasted character a little bit. What does it do? Ameliorates, changes, ameliorates. Smoothing. I don't know what that is. Softing, to, 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 to make it like the hand of a young boy, JP. <laughs> oh, see now. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> no, cur- get it. By the caress no, of an eight-year-old. Yeah. So it's like your hair on my back. On brew day, right? Anyway, that's I would so I would say not clone based on that, but I would give it a mm. ninety-five out of hundred. I would say it's almost there. There's a, a couple. Right, right. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There's a slight recipe change. I would do that. Cut the roasted barley by about a third. Uh huh. Get about one and a half percent instead right, of about two percent right. or a little over two right, percent, right. and you'd get even closer to what I think the commercial beer is. So clone, not cloned, not cloned, not cloned, not cloned, but ninety-five percent close. <sighs> so we got like three not clones and two clones. What did but Tasty again, say? Sorry, I was. He said not. I cloned. said not cloned. Sorry. It, of course, you know. Again, it's not a democracy. If, if the metric is changed, <laughs> <That's> true, Jameer, <laughs> you can you get the last call on this, man. <laughs> if the metric is changed, the recipe. And we're changing the roasted yeah. barley just a little bit. Ah, well, yeah. you could suspend just judgment, a bit. I guess, until the beer's a little more, a little aged, but I don't think it'll change it. It'll come... Well... Let's, let's face it. You know what, Shakespeare Stout is, is gold. You know it what, is. You know what happens, though, is uh, roasted barley, it's one of those malts that, uh, you know, when you grind it up, uh, it powders. Right. And that Correct. those really fine powders stay in suspension for a long time. If you give them, you know... A couple of months, they dust. They, they become dusty. They settle out, and the roast character actually drops. Interesting over time. That's what we had with Jolly Pumpkin with the uh, the Madrugado uh, Obscura, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, they dissolve so well in the solution, they survive into it's the just finished really beer. Really powdery, right. yeah, and it just d- tends to hang there. Mike can't see him. And if you let that. Uh, <laughs> um, I see some. <laughs> <laughs> Individual particles. Can you give us a count on it? Yes, yes, yes. There's about uh, four or five per milliliter. I think I'm that, right. And those four or five per, per milliliter, once yes. they drop, um, you know, the roasty character, actually, the intensity of the roasty character drops a little bit. So a little aging would help that beer. Right, right. Once again, okay. our, our water is harder than than John's water in Newport Damn, for the water? beer as well. Is right, right, right. Yeah, right, New, right. Um, Concord water... Uh, he talks that John in the interview talks about 38 parts per million. Concord's about 100. So it's mm-hmm. more than double. That's going to help accentuate all the the bitterness qualities in the beer, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So. This is why I did. I, I'm not the not like you guys where I can pick out all the different parts of the recipe, but this is why where I said I wouldn't. It, there's not a recipe change. It's just. It's so slightly different that I would right. not change the recipe. I, well, I just think it's right. tiny things like a, a little water difference or a system difference. I don't know. Well, should it, should it be like a like a judging where we you should be within seven points, and then if you know, I mean, so if it's if I'm giving it within five points of being cloned, don't is make it us cloned? change our whole fucking criteria. <laughs> just JP. It's just a question. I'll come <laughs> yeah. in here and change his whole outfit. I don't care. I'm just curious. It's so close. All right, so so. 
<laughs> Let me go over the recipe, and and we got an interesting thing about the recipe. Yeah, too. maybe people in the uh, chat can add to it and want to hear the recipe. And and and, and Nate can uh, expound on this because uh, the interesting thing was John uh, during the interview he mentioned that he sent the percentages to JP. Right, JP being the. Uh, the fine, uh, studious, uh, upstanding employee that he is. Uh, Printed help, them out poster help, size. And held on to those. <laughs> Astute young so man. He, so he has those, even years later. They don't match what uh, the grain amounts that John gave us on uh, in the interview. Now, uh, John's not lying to us or anything. Don't even go no. there. No, no, no. This no guy way. does not have that in his body. Absolutely okay? not. Okay. So don't even you know suggest something like that because we'll we'll slap you down if you send me any stupid emails like that. Like uh, a couple of people have done that in the past. Oh, and the guy's like screwing with you. He's not giving you because all the percentages don't add up exactly to a hundred. It's like a hundred and one. Oh, it's ninety nine. Oh, yeah. they're screwing. They they've got a secret ingredient for one percent. Yes, right, sure, sure. Well, a lot of these guys do it off the top of your head. I I know I know right. for right. almost a. F- I would say, a fact, John, he just, it's from memory. Right. So exactly. sometimes it's going to be exactly. a little different, no, but they brew it based on logic. You can sheets, hear that so. during the interview. Right. Right, right. here. The wheels yeah. are turning as he's giving yeah. out the numbers because he's yeah. doing it all from memory. So he's, he's, he's given us the right stuff. You brew Absolutely. beer for 10 years, you, you well, know, to and, remember it. And we've got, you know, two other cloned brews from them. He's not, he's not messing with us. Yeah. Um, it, it, just not the thing he would do. All right. So uh, let's see here. Shakespeare Stout. Uh, six gallons uh, at the end of the boil, using the Rager formula for for uh, hops, Mori for color. Uh, Ninety minute boil, seventy uh, percent efficiency. Uh, starting uh, the anticipated starting gravity ten fifty nine or fourteen point four one. Now in the interview he says fifteen Plato. That's about ten sixty ten sixty one. Actually, I don't think that really matters that much. Really, I mean we've we've had far bigger differences yeah. and it's been just fine. Um, we're targeting about 46.3 IBU, or no, 60.4 IBU, I'm sorry. Uh, SRM is, uh, 46. All right, this is, uh, 67% or 4.43 kilograms of, uh, a pale two-row, American two-row, uh, malt. Uh, 10.2% or 0.68 kilograms of chocolate malt. 10.2%, uh, percent or 0.68 kilograms of, uh, Crystal 120. Uh, 9.9% or 0.65 kilograms of uh, flaked oats. And then the roasted barley. If we go with the numbers that uh, were in the email earlier, the percentage was 2.7%, which is uh, about 180 grams of roasted barley. If we go with uh, what John gave in the interview, it's about 100 grams of roasted barley. Now, Nate, you were saying that you knew you you calculated uh, correct as, 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 as our as one of our master uh, clone brewers. Uh, you uh, you calculated out what was in the interview. Right. You looked at what was in the email. You looked at. You know, I mean, you you take all your resources and try and figure out what's the, yes. the correct answer. And you adjusted to maybe two percent, right? Yes, because we got in the email that John had sent JP. It was two point nine percent, and what we'd had from the interview. Calculated out as one and a half percent, so I went with about two percent mm-hmm. in the when we actually brewed right. the beer. See, and I think if you went one and a half percent, I think the interview may have been closer been. to what's actually right. going on in the beer. Right, right. Because the problem is sometimes, you know, the brewers will deal with. Well, you know, yeah, we, you know, they they look at the uh, the meter on the on the uh, 
on the silo and say, hey, all right, yeah, there's 600 uh, pounds of this. There's you know 1,200 pounds of that. Here's you know 100 pounds of that. And you know yeah. they're not really thinking of percentages. And then you go to calculate percentages, and sometimes you know you end up with something a little bit off. So I think if you went 100 grams, you'd be spot on. Or maybe it's you know two percent is right and aging it out and letting those fines drop. Correct. Like uh, McDowell was saying, there's uh, four to five per milliliter in there right now. Good to see him. We need to let those drop. Uh, hops wise, uh, 68 grams of Cascade pellets at 6.4 percent alpha acid gives you about 60 IBUs, a 60 minute addition. And then uh, about half that, 34 grams at uh, knockout at, at zero minutes. And ferment with the uh, 1764 Pac-Man yeast at 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And mash was uh, 148 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, if you are an extract brewer, instead of the uh, 67% pale malt, uh, use uh, 3.1 kilograms of a liquid malt extract. Uh, you know, pale, your ultra pale, whatever you can get, uh, uh, extra light and uh, that should I, – I, I would bet – JP, wouldn't you say that you could make um, an excellent extract version of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. I would uh, I, I would question – I was about to ask you, what do you do with the flaked oats? How do you uh, do that? You just throw them in there. You just put them in there? pretend, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> playing dolls. Yeah. Uh, uh, why dolls? Um does it do? I mean, do you actually get uh, a benefit from using flake? I mean, um, could you just I, not use them at all, or do you get a little bit? Uh, I imagine or what you, get, you get some stuff in there, and you might get some some beta glucans and other things like that. Um, yeah, depending on what temperature you're steeping it at, and uh, you know, one of the things you don't have to worry about is uh, you know color and haze yeah. you know, from unconverted starches like that. Would you maybe uh, up it a little bit more to kind of get you know more realizing that not all one and a quarter mm-hmm. pounds are gonna Nah. Do anything? or I might, you know, throw in a little bit of, like, uh, carapils or something. Mike, would you use carapils to kind of make up for the fact that the oats are not uh, really doing much for uh, viscosity and head retention? Or Well, the oats are going to add a little bit of, like, a slickness or, uh, right. or mm-hmm. a little bit of head retention as well. Um, yeah, carapils would definitely offset uh, yeah. that not yeah. being there, for sure. Right. Right. A little wheat malt. Yeah. So, uh, you know, might be okay. Yeah. Well, again, but, uh, no, you, you know, extract. Yeah, yeah, right. You have to mash carapils, I believe, correct? So then you do. Wouldn't work out as well. Right. You know, tasting the... No, um, I don't think you have to mash carapils. No? Oh, I thought you it's did. It's converted. It's like a crystal, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's a, it, it is crystal. Yeah. Um, tasting the Shakespeare now that it's warming up, it tastes a little more like the homebrew. I drank all of mine. <laughs> you really big pours. It was that bad. I drank them all. Yeah. They're good. They're both really good. Yeah. Uh, so that would be the recipe, and um, again, I th- you know the only change I think I would make would be go to a, instead of uh, you know would, would be go to like a hundred grams of roasted barley. Well, there's a funny thing happened on brew day that yeah. kind of took the beer in a different direction as well. JP, you want to you want to discuss hear- that one for a second? You want to hear that story? You want to hear Jamil? It was not uh, balls in the mash tun or anything. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. <laughs> As long as what I just drank is not going to make me like vomit, uh, <laughs> I think I'll be all right. Go, go, go. Uh, why, don't, why don't we do this? Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get into the uh, balls in the mash story. <laughs> yeah. Back after this. 
Where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood, and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Hell no. We need it for our Flanders Red. I'm going to cast Pediacocket's Damnethus on the barrel. Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks. What do we have here, Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy. We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cast in 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. This holiday season is one of gratitude, giving, and winning. More Beer says thank you to all their wonderful customers with deals from Thanksgiving through New Year's, in addition to low prices, free shipping, and the More Beer deal of the day every day. And one lucky customer is going to win Regan's Big Fat Package, the very first More Beer pressurizable conical fermenter. Rolling out just in time for the holidays, it's their brand new redesigned stainless conical line with a new threadless racking port, new stand options and a new pressurizable lid. They're giving away one of these new pressurizable conicals on December 31st. For every order you place with more beer between November 1st and December 31st, use the coupon code CONICAL up to once every day to enter yourself into the drawing. Go to morebeer.com for more details. The 2009 More Beer season of winning. Win yourself some great deals and maybe even a brand new conical fermenter. Enter today only at morebeer.com. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it tasty. Uh, all right, we're back. We're enjoying lots of uh, Shakespeare Stout and Shakespeare Stout clone. Two, two fine beers. Yeah, definitely. And now well, tell me how you dangled your, your package into the mash before I drank this beer. Well, uh, it wasn't the mash so much as the cup that you're drinking from. <laughs> oh, great. No. One Why the rim smelled a little uh, rimmy. <laughs> Onion-y. A little, a little schmeg. A little garlicky. <laughs> smelled like rim, yeah. Um, well, so for, for clarifiers, uh, I use Whirlflock. Uh-huh. Um, and it comes in a tablet form, and in this tablet form, there's a, a big bag. It's 55 pounds, and... What happens during shipping? It, uh, you know, the tablets kind of wear down, and at the end of the box, there's a bunch of powder. Mm-hmm. So the packaging people uh, 
put in these bags and kind of stored up. You're talking the, about at the store, okay? Yeah, at the, the shop to uh, you know to give it to the employees and whatever. So that's what I use. I use a powdered version or a powdered uh, broken up tablets, basically Whirlflock tablet. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. But Shake. I don't. But I don't measure it. Supposed to, be about, <laughs> supposed to be about supposed to be about three grams. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so I, I took the bag and I uh, after brewing it uh, at Triple Rock, um, uh, you know, uh, and Roger drinking all day and the, drinking all day. Roger uses method. Copper Clear, which are in tablets, and uh-huh. he just starts. Wing- he goes here, take this bucket, throw like seven of these in there. I'm winging them in, going, "How many are you supposed to?" He goes, "I don't know, seven works." I'm like, "Huh, I'm going to try that." Oh, great! So I'm like sprinkling it in. Okay, and kind of going and going. <laughs> Spring a little more in, and then suddenly That's I where the nori aroma's <laughs> exactly. coming from. Probably. So then, so I'm Seaweed. going, all right, and I kind of go, hey, Nate, look at this foam. It's that like, makes sense. It, it, it's I'm like, like over there weighing out Cascade hops, and the beer's jumping out of the boil kettle. <laughs> it's, what it's, the fuck, JP? Yeah. Doing? I don't know, a pound? <laughs> Come on, if a gram is good enough, a pound should work, right? It's like we had a hot break all over again. Exactly. Kind of late, But it was yeah. real, real fine bubbles. They weren't going to break anytime soon. I'm like, oh. Well, maybe if I put a little more in. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so I shook a little bit more, and those are the pictures you see on Facebook that I posted where it's just, boosh, here it is. It, it op- I had a boil over. I hadn't had one in a couple it's years. It's like a Mentos in a, in a soda yeah. bottle, right? It yeah. was the fresh maker. Um, so then everything was fine, and we kind of finished up, and then uh, you know we're kind of cleaning as we cooled, and, and I, uh, I noticed the, the spilled wort on the garage floor had actually gelatinized. It was... Yeah, it coagulated. <laughs> it coagulated into a jelly. So yes. I have a little squeegee, and Nate uh, is kind of like hosing it down, and then he pulls it... All right. She put it back in. Put it back in the beer. And that's what you get. No. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. But he... <laughs> He pulled the he raked the the squeegee over and it came out in a sheet like a pancake. It was seriously like a like a at least four or five pancakes. Why it's flocking? Yeah, so I'm going. Uh, we made Jello, dude. We pretty Jello. Much. It was, Jello it was stout. Uh, as 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 seaweed Jello stout as that is. In all seriousness, how good is Jamil's palate? <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. It is great. Right. Yeah. He picked up a, a strong seaweed flavor in this beer. That from is the, true. From the very beginning. He nailed it. And <laughs> not knowing where the hell that could come from. And it's because you dumped in half a bag of seaweed. <laughs> I've, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm amazed yeah. at that, Jamil. You really pick up on these. Oh, and yeah. I make fun of you for these descriptors that right, you do. Right. But that's really good. Now, I, wonder, I didn't want to kill the surprise when you mentioned that during the interview. I was like, oh, there's a good reason for that, but I'm, I'm glad you did. Later. I'm glad you waited. That's impressive. Because I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little too weird. But I wonder if the guy at, at Northern Brewer, Milwaukee, actually put millipede in his beer. <laughs> because yeah. you did taste millipede, millipede. In some, which I just looked at you like you were retarded. But how, I, how was, it was like the one thing that actually fit yeah. The, yeah. That, that aroma. It could have crawled in the beer, man. We I, don't know. I, I don't know. I, I may I, never I, doubt you again on these things. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, All right. And so during the ferment, when I would when I would <laughs> drop out, what what I think would it, it, it was like there was a, a a forever plug of yeast preventing everything. So in my mind, what was happening was um, because when I would dump out or when I was done transferring, I, I looked and there were little tiny like little clumps of like gelatin, like beer gelatin. So I think like the the, the bottom quarter of the cone in my conical. Uh, never really compacted and settled out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so the CO2 in suspension and the gelatin <laughs> <laughs> wow. really just kept it in like... It, and so, so both kegs had junk in it, like big chunks of shit that never dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um and it, so it really never compacted. So I wonder if uh, that kind of goes back to what you were saying on, during the break is where uh, those roasted uh, malts are so highly roasted that you break them and they powder. Yeah. Well, in that fine powder of, you know, four per liter, <laughs> uh, the tasty method. Um, four to five per milliliter, I think. Is yeah. I'll look sure back. Again, but yeah. Well, I wonder, I wonder if that has something to do with it as well because it never really... Too much I, flock had the opposite effect? Yeah. It kept stuff in suspension. <laughs> well, it... it, it, it Combined right. with the CO2, I think really, I think it really did. Where it, nothing really compacted out. Every time I was dumping out, well, I would open well, the right. ball, I would open the yeah, butterfly yeah. valve all the way, and it would actually have to glug in air to to pour <laughs> out. It would, go, and a big snotty strand would like dangle there. Yeah, and so I forget about it. So while I'm while I'm kegging the second keg, it's I go, like I'm going to dump some out, and I open the thing, and I go, oh shit, because it starts going, and it goes. <laughs> and you can hear it in the column, like fuck. And then everything coming out of the side port is cloudy at wow, that point. Ever, I'm like, that. really, yeah. dude? Am I really retarded? It's so, I, I, I got, I got, I got three things. Three things. All right. Yeah. So one is, don't brew, I, kill yourself. No, don't I th- brew. No, I think, uh, I think Mike's right to to look at if you look at a, a stout, even one as dark as this, and you look at it, you know, in a thin enough. Uh, amount and you hold it up to the light, right. you can see whether it's clear or not. It's not completely opaque. And if it is, then there's a lot of fine material in suspension. If it, if you can see through it and you see light and you see the ruby highlights and all that, then the beer is, is clear, brilliantly clear or something like that. Or maybe it's some form of hazy. It's anywhere in between. Excuse so, uh, you know, I think, you know, Mike's right to look at that if, if you're trying to figure out if you have stuff in, in suspension, if, and if a beer like this is clear. It is possible to detect that. Um, you can also thin it out with water and, you know, take another look. So no matter how dark a beer is, you can, you can determine that. So that is a useful thing. Uh, the the, the okay. second one is that uh, my friend Harold Gabranson, I think the first time that he used Whirlflock, I was telling him, oh, yeah, I love Whirlflock. It's, it's awesome. And he, so he bought some. Uh, he went home, and he was brewing a Pilsner or something like that. And he went ahead, and uh, uh, he was brewing like uh, 12 gallons or 10 gallons of Pilsner. And, uh, you know, the common thought is, well, you throw one in per five gallons. But actually, one Whirlflock tablet is good up to 12 gallons. So he did that, and he did Irish Moss, and his oh. beer was hazy. And he's oh, like, what the wow. heck? I'm like, what you know what? My beer, I, I use Whirlflock. You told me to use Whirlflock. I use Whirlflock, and I got a hazy beer instead of a clear beer. I was like, well, you're only supposed to use one tablet, and you know, you skip the Irish Moss because it's just more of the same thing. So you know, he had a ton of that in there. So that added a haze. And the other thing was... You know, you 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 brew really good beer, JP. <laughs> oh, here it comes. And, yeah. and it's it's. I but just you're fired. No, no, no. I really love the fact that you could you could go through and and do something like this. <laughs> like like you know any home brewer would do, mm-hmm. and still make great beer. You know, I am I'm, the everyman when it comes right, to home. Right, yeah, and you relate the story so well; it's great. I love it. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful story. Well, I think uh, I think we should get a chance to rebrew it, maybe at Nate's house or something like that. Ah, oh, that's that we could do the other process. Yes, you know, we'll do the destroy method. 
and put Nate Soft in charge water. of the uh, of everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring my powder. Yeah, you should. You should. You should bring the whole. You box. should brew like I. You should brew like I brewed at Northern Brewer. So they asked me. They go like, uh, you know, we could have you, you know, brew a batch of beer. This evil. Tw- we got an evil twin kit at Northern Brewer. You can get to uh, northernbrew.com, and uh, one of my recipes, Evil Twin, is uh, is a kit there now that you can order. And so, like, yeah, we'll have you come and 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 brew this kit down here. And and Justin could tell you, I, I told him, you know, you really don't want me brewing because no, they don't. I, you know, I I could brew and perform brain surgery at the same time. It'd be fine. I could brew and launch a spatial at the same time. It'd be fine. No, no problems. I could handle all that. You want me to brew and hold a conversation with somebody? Forget it. <laughs> That's not something I can do. If somebody was going to be talking to me, I'd get confused. <laughs> I, you know, there'd be a fire. Somebody would get killed. Well, the only so, time that you and I have ever brewed together was years ago at the at the at the shop. Yeah, I came and, I and like pointed and like screwed you up. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then you go. Uh, why are you doing it that way? Do I it go, this way. I'm sparging right now. Jamil goes, oh. Or he was like, how long have you been mashing? Eh, half an hour, Jamil. I'm like, ah, oh, you're oh, done. You're go done. Ahead, sparge. Let's open this up. And he he starts my sparge for me. It opens no, the kettle. Yes, you did. I didn't touch it. It was thing. a gravity system. You opened the thing up. <laughs> I didn't touch a thing. And I go, and he goes, man, maybe like quarter of the way. I'm like, aren't you supposed to collect like a pint, uh, you know, a minute or something? Eh, you know what? You're probably done. Opens the fucking ball valve. Full wide open. Spark. All right. Uh, see you. JP, really, dude? <laughs> I missed my gravity by like nine points. He blames me. I didn't touch a thing. <laughs> I didn't touch a Except thing. the ball valve. So yeah, you're right. You don't want Jamil Brown with you. No, no, no. I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I just cannot hold a conversation and brew at the same time. Impossible. I end up like a JP beer. It's just like or, you know, people will die. There'll be gelatin all over the place. <laughs> Jellyfish. How Jellyfish, weird was that? It know. was a sheet. About Man. six inches wide of so, gelatin. So Paxton, beer. Paxton's making consecration uh, pancakes. We're making uh, rogue Shakespeare stout pancakes on your gelatin. <laughs> We're making rogue jello floor. shots right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the story. That was not part of the plan. And do that's not include that in your recipe at home, folks. Like that's not right. Yeah. yeah. Unless you want that. Uh, don't try that. That fine nori uh, character in your beer. All right. We got any questions from the the chat? We do. Uh, one good question comes right uh, just about the style of this beer. Uh, October's in the chat room, and he wants to know what it, is it about Shakespeare Stout that makes it the classic uh, classic uh, commercial example of an American stout? Wow. Uh, Read flavor, aroma. E. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> flavor, <laughs> aroma, mouthfeel, balance. American citrus hops. <laughs> well, here you are, right. J- mm. Jamil, the master of the BJCP styles, so there's no other insight other than it just, you know... <laughs> Uh, well, it's, you know, chocolatey, roasty, um... But not you know, super a, roasty. A little, right, a little higher alcohol, and, um, you know, it's got some uh, classic American hops to it. It's a little more, more um, uh, hop flavor and aroma mm-hmm. than, mm-hmm. Yes. uh, you know, your foreign extra. It's drier, more bitter than your foreign extra, um... Uh, it's cleaner fermentation, not uh, fruity esters. It's a yeah. it's, it's a clean uh, uh, fermentation character. If I could say uh, it's it's almost like uh, the 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 flavors you get are it's like structured where it's the base malt, a little bit of the chocolate, a lot of the crystal, and then it's mm-hmm. the hops, mm-hmm. and then at the end it's maybe a little bit of the bitter malt, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I mean that's mm-hmm. it, it's it's really segmented like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you know, and I, I encourage anybody. Um, that's interested in 
uh, the BJCP styles, first off, to get yourself a, a copy of the BJC, BJCP style guide. You can download it uh, for free off of BJCP.org. And then get yourself a copy of the podcast that we did on this show, the Jamil Show. We've done every BJCP style over the past. It took us three years to do it. And um, there is a, a podcast for every style. And find the one for American Stout. Listen to that and buy yourself a bottle of Rogue Shakespeare Stout. Mm-hmm. Buy yourself a couple bottles because you're going to enjoy it. And, you know, drink that, read the style guide, listen to the show, you know, uh, brew this recipe, uh, you know, things like that. And you'll, you know, you'll quickly come to understand what uh, American Stout's about. Okay. Uh, a lot of questions came through about the uh, oats and creaminess, uh, but they all kind of come down to, could you please, they want you to be a little more serious and elaborate about how maybe some changes in the, in oats. Um, Crotchrot, for example, came in and said, you know, wouldn't adding more oats to the, he wants us to be serious, yeah. Crotchrot, our yeah. listener, uh, but wouldn't adding more oats add to creaminess? So how does that correlate in this, in this recipe, I guess, is the question. Well, the interesting thing was, uh, you know, yes, uh, oats and, you know, the beta-glucans and all that can, can add to the creaminess and, and, you know, protein rests can, cannot, depends. Um, one of the things that, um, we discovered, so initially I was calling the commercial example, I mean, before we really knew, I was calling that one creamier than the, the clone brew example. And what I found was, you know, the clone brew one was just, uh, it had a much higher carbonation than the commercial example. Once I shook the carbonation out of the homebrew example, the creaminess was about the same. So, um, yeah, you can add more oats and you can, you know, you can go ahead and bump up the oats quite a bit if you want. Um, I don't think it'll really hurt anything, but I, I think the amount in the recipe is, is right there. Okay, and a follow-up to that is, is what about the oats in an extract batch if we're trying to do this? All right. Um, he, he, this, this particular listener, uh, San Diego Matt, wants to know, can I just steep them in the beginning, and is that going to help me out, or how can I do this in extract? Yeah, we were talking about that a little earlier, and I, I think go ahead and do it, um, especially in a beer this dark. You're not going to worry about haze or anything like that. So Go ahead and steep them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. you, you know, you could try. You can't really do a partial. Well, you do a partial mash with it, they're not going to self-convert. So um, you need to use flaked oats and then... Um, what about you throwing can, a little bit of two-row in? Yeah, you, that? you would throw some two-row in and mm-hmm. then hold it around, uh, you know, 150-something. A little bit longer. Um, yeah, and just hold it for a long time. and uh, Or you, you could even, you know, if you want to start lower, do a beta-glucan rest, you know. But I would just, um, you know, do single infusion around, you know, 155. And, okay. All right, and last question just came through at the end now that we know about this Warflock uh, experience. Uh, Rob W. in the chat wants to know, Jay-Z, now that you know about the Warflock, uh, would that change your change to the recipe? Yeah, I'd use a whole lot less Warflock. <laughs> um, but it doesn't change what you said in the beginning about why it's, not, why it's maybe not cloned? Here's a good one. Yeah. For, for a dark beer like this... Why even bother using World Flock? Right, right. For clarity. I forget it half the time. Yeah. You, don't, you don't necessarily need to use it. Um, well, save, save yourself 25 Do you mean the World Flock no, has uh, added this other flavor that we're getting? Is all, I don't think it right, right. affected the... Uh, That's funny. The base um, You know, 
it almost makes me want to say, um, you know, don't, you know, we're talking about maybe just waiting and seeing if, if then it, it kind of self-adjusts to the right roastiness, you know, to match, um, you know, the, the commercial example might have been on the shelf for three months. Yeah, we don't really know. Um, it tastes like it a little bit. I got, I got a little raisiny yeah, thing out of it. Um, but, you know, Crystal 120 will do that. Um, yeah, but like, you know, but you know what I mean? That kind of aged yeah. malt. Uh, you know, I would, uh, I'd be more inclined after hearing that to lower the amount of roast. Cause I got to imagine it, you know, encapsulated any little dusty piece and, you know, pulled it down. I would still lower it. I don't know, but I think Nate would too. Yeah, I think yeah. It, the more to the one and a half percent as opposed right. to two plus percent. Hundred grams. That's a really potent malt. Right. If you're off by right. a little bit, it's going to show up. Yeah, the commercial brewers can be off by a little bit more because they have so much orders right. of magnitude right. of volume to work with. So. Although you know, in a beer that's roasty, um, you know, you have some leeway, and that's why we're kind of like, uh, you know, it's so close. It's close. Yeah, it's a little bit more roasty, but. Um. Yeah, I would say if yeah, I, I would still go with a hundred hundred grams of the yeah. uh, of the roast barley. Can it be clone? Like almost cloned? Like clone? <laughs> but not no. all the way cloned. Like, what is that special bus cloned? Yeah. Wow, we're getting new terms on this show. Everybody gets here, a medal right? on the special bus. Yeah. JP. <laughs> yeah. You get one yeah, too. Yeah, we're all winners. <laughs> You're a winner, JP. Thank you. Do you mean it? So yes, what's the? So what is the final? It's what's the final word, Jay Z? Um, I think you're the only one who thinks it's cloned 100%. Okay. I think we're all at like 90, 95%. Right, it's not cloned. Okay. And we're going to have to, uh, you know, I, but after all this, <laughs> I think the only adjust, adjustment I would make is to lower the um, the roast barley to 1.5% or 100 grams. And um, I think I think you're going to be right in there. I think we should call it an adjusting. Doing a Justin. Yeah. All right. You guys right. did good though, Nathan Thank and you. JP. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Did we man. get a did we get another shot at it? Can Nate and I uh yes. try to rebrew it Absolutely. for the rebrew show? And yeah, if you're up for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Right. Uh, I got other beers for you guys to brew too, so Oh great. Well, this is my first this was the Shakespeare Stout was the beer that got me homebrewing and so, got me drinking. Well, so there you go. I love it. So I really appreciate you guys uh, and Nate letting, it's an me, awesome letting me in on this. Yeah, it, well, was, uh, it was fun for me. You're batting zero. All right. Well, just like my life. <laughs> These rafters are strong, right? I can support. I say you're batting 200. like oh 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 one because it was so close. <laughs> <laughs> it was really close. Well, that's something. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in so the hall. You kind of nicked the ball hey. and it went somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, at least you didn't hit yourself with a bat. You came close, but... Uh, no, uh, we'd love to have you brew it again. And, yeah, uh, come I think back. Uh, I think we should. I, good because c- at the very least, I think you're extremely entertaining and uh, <laughs> great story on the world flock. And I, you <laughs> know, I think a lot of people would would have done the same thing. I mean, it's not well. It's one of those, unreasonable. It's one of those uh, tips from the pros that you see that you try to incorporate in your own brewing. Right. That right. Uh, of course I I did it and it didn't mm-hmm. really work that well. You have to show your ass like Roger to get away with stuff like that. It's not just going to happen from magic. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it right, right now. He's throwing seven tabs stick. into like ten barrels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're throwing seven, seven into, pounds that, that's into really the reason, you know yeah. five <laughs> gallons. Once again, Think the pro down. brewers yeah. can kind of you know handful a few more things in there. Right, right. We do that usually uh, like back. It's got it. Uh, that's I think, true. Yeah, I think I put in a, about three pellets worth. 
Like I, it must have more than three I think it's tabs a little more worth. than that. I, it was hard to say. If you, <laughs> had, if you have sheets of gelatin on the floor. <laughs> literally a sheet of gelatin. Wow. I mean, that's, that's got to be more than that. It and was it, awesome. And, and for me to... I'd say it was about six tablets worth to if con- I had to guess to just continu- by watching you do it. Continually smell <laughs> seaweed in this thing? Yeah. It's got to be more than that. I mean, you know, you, you just didn't have to like a big old bag in there. Like, yeah, well, you know, if little's, little's good, then a uh, lot's better. 12 ounces of gel of uh, 12 grams of world flock, folks, is if you want to replicate. There you go. That, that fine <laughs> yeah. seaweed. The flavor. JP version. Yeah. All right. Good job, guys. Thank really you. Appreciate it. And uh, you're another, done, aren't you? I'm done. You're I'm, done. I'm still, I'm still exhausted from uh, the trip to Milwaukee. Had a lot of fun and uh, great people there. Those Northern Brewers yeah. are while you're out. Yeah, and uh, if if you get a chance, uh, you know, go tell Northern Brewer how much you love them for uh, loving us. They they are really wonderful people. They're they got this, uh, They got with. the comment section on their order form. Yep, yep. And, yeah. it, and they, it, they go ahead. You're going to say. Well, it says it, it might slow up your order, but yeah. really it won't. Yeah, if they it, got that if it's just just say hey, you know, um, uh, appreciate you supporting the Brewing Network. You yeah, know, go fill, BN, suck it tasty, whatever you might have. Yeah, right. They'll they'll appreciate it. They great sense of humor, wonderful folks. Yeah. Support them. Go to www.northernbrewer.com and tell them how much you appreciate them. So please us. do. And in the meantime, uh, brew lots of beer, brew one for a friend, and most of all, brew strong. And often. <laughs>